What's up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another episode of Sheepdog Nation with your host, Autumn Clifford. I'm really excited to have you here. I want to apologize because last week um, I did not put out an episode, and I'm going to tell you why right now. I'm going to out myself. <laughs> Is um, So if you are brand new to me, you won't know this, but if you know me, then you know that my fiance and I, my police academy sweetheart, he's a state trooper, we are getting married in 117 days. And let me just tell you, it is a lot of freaking work. So between my wedding planning, my house, we're doing a ton of like renovations. We're completely redoing our front yard. So between that happening um, I've launched the Lady Sheepdog Academy. I actually just put out a uh, marketing campaign for that. So between that and now I'm back um, finishing up my master's degree. I had about a third of the way done. So I will be um, graduated with my master's in criminal justice in March um, so that I can actually teach. I want to teach at the college level. Um, and anyways, and so between all of that, I just, there was no way my mind was not even clear like clear to talk with you. So you have to forgive me for that. But today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about fear. Okay. And, um, it is something that, you know, not a lot of people talk about the way that I'm going to talk to you about it because, you know, don't take this the wrong way guys, because I love you. But a lot of men, a lot of men, especially male officers, like they're not willing to come out and talk about this stuff. Like they're not willing to come out and be kind of raw about it, but I am probably because I'm a female. The second thing is I just don't give a shit. So, <laughs> um, so at this point in time, I'm just going to tell you really quickly that if you um, do not have headphones on or you're around children, it's a really good time to turn this podcast down and put or put headphones on because I do swear. And I'm going to tell you exactly like it is. Um, if you're brand new to me, I want to welcome you. Um, I am medically retired. I've been, uh, I was a I've been on the job since I've been 20 years old. Unfortunately, I had to get out of the job when I was about 27 years old due to a, a back injury. And uh, instead of just, you know, standing by and, um, you know, watching this war on cops, I figured, you know what? I friggin' I love law enforcement. I still bleed blue. And um, so I'm going to do the best that I can to support you guys. And so here I am. Um, and this is also why I created the lady sheepdog movement. So if you're a female who is looking to become a police officer, or you are a female officer, get your ass in there. There's going to be the link below. You can read all about it. It's free for seven days. And then it's $27 a month. I'm telling you right now, it's the best thing that I've ever seen. It's the first program nationwide for female officers. It's a sisterhood. Not only do you learn, you come in, we talk about shit, it's real world stuff, but there's um, a library like with over hundreds of hours of training on there um, from me to you, um, from all of my experiences. And um, it's, it's super helpful. We've got ladies getting jobs already. And I think we've only been in operation, not even a full month, which is fucking fantastic. So um, okay, so let's get on and talk about today's um, topic, which is fear. Okay, the reason I want to talk about fear is because, especially, I think that there's just a, a really big misconception that, that that cops don't get scared, or that as a cop, like you better not be afraid of shit. And and this really fires me up because I, I can tell you firsthand, I can't tell you how many times I was f- fucking scared as fuck. Now just because I got fucking scared. I mean, and I would get really, sometimes I would get really fucking scared because 
I'm just thinking about all the shit that's going to happen. Like, so where my head goes, and maybe as an officer, you can relate, but like where my head goes is I always go to like, okay, what's the consequences of, you know, these actions. So what's the consequences of like going and confronting a drunk guy who possibly has a gun or what's, you know, what are the consequences of like running in and, you know, tearing apart this domestic violence scene that's going on. And then I, you know, I get him about to be handcuffed and she jumps on my back. True story. And like, what are the consequences of that? What are the consequences of not waiting for my backup? You know, what are the consequences of kicking down this door, even though legally I can, like what the hell's on the other side, you know, and sometimes I get fucking scared, you know, especially, you know, in the beginning. And I don't, you know, I think that as you do this job, like the, the fear of like certain situations, like go away. But like, I found myself getting fucking scared to like, see a dead body as far as somebody who, you know, was suicidal or obviously a body that was fucking there for a week because that is awful, you know, and just shit like that. And I'm like, it's not, that wasn't like scared. That was more like, fuck dude. Like I do not want to deal with this. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Like I don't want to smell this. Like, Oh my God. And then like, once you get past like all of that, then like you have to like, you know, for me and maybe you don't, but I can tell you what I do or what I would do is I would kind of get into that person's head a little bit and um, like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Like, why did this person commit suicide? Like, what the hell was going on in their life? Or, you know, a lot of times, you know, we had like older people die. So we deal with that a lot. But like, even the younger people and they're like dead and you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, what happened? Or like, if it's a drug overdose. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times, actually, we're seeing these good kids who are ODing and you're like, fuck, like what the hell happened to this kid? And like, you, you know, you kind of, you get a little fucking, I don't know. It kind of get, it got in my head a little bit, but like after you do it enough times, like you just, you honestly, you just become numb to it. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like you deal with that, but I'm just trying to tell you, like I did have those emotions. And so if you're feeling these emotions, what I'm trying to tell you on this episode is that you're fucking normal. And that I just don't know like, let's ponder this together. Like, I just don't know if it's the, you know, if it is the right thing for, you know, all of us as law enforcement officers across the country. Like, is it good for us to just like show no fear about anything? Like, and and I'm not saying like in public, like, of course we need to, you know, we need to be freaking Batman in public. Like, I get that. But here's the deal. Like, going back to the station and just being able to kind of talk about shit with people or going, you know, pulling up, caught a car and being, and just being able to level with your buddy, your partner. Like, I really don't think that's done enough. Like I know like there would be times like I'd pull up car to car and I'd level with like one of the guys and they totally would not level with me. And they, and I knew they were shitting a fucking brick about whatever. It's like, dude, like, Oh my God, this almost just happened. Like we almost just had to get into a fight or like, Holy fuck. Like, we almost just had to fucking like shoot this guy or girl or whatever. Like, Oh my God, that was like fucking awful. I was kind of fucking scared for a minute, dude. And like, no, like they would not level with me. And I just don't think that's healthy. And here's why you guys, when we look at the statistics and we, and we take a look at like, if you look at like cops who have been on the job 25 years and you look like now, not, not 10 years ago, cops. Okay. Because 10 years ago, like who are like retired, they're doing all right because their fucking job was nothing like what we're doing now. And like, and if you go and you talk to a guy or a girl who's been on the job, like 
23, 24, 25 years now, they're like, holy fuck, everything has changed. I need to retire, right? I'm not even talking about that. Like, I'm talking about guys who are like, even the guys that are just like retiring right now, right? Like right now. And they're like, they're burnt because for the last five years, they've been dealing with fucking this world that has been crazy and we're still really low on resources like always. And we're still our trainings. I just do not feel like our emotional survival, our emotional training. I just don't think it's up to par because otherwise our suicide rate in law enforcement probably wouldn't be as high as the fucking rate where we're getting killed in the line of duty. Right. And so what I'm trying to say is, you know, I, you know, and I don't know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything about, you know, the suicide rate in law enforcement. I don't. Okay. Like, I don't know why it's happening, but I have some ideas. I'm sure you do too. But like, one of those ideas is the fact that like, we're not, we're not able to just fucking be real ever, ever. Like, we're just not able to be real. Like, you know, I'll never forget one night, this fucking guy, I'll tell you, but one of the most times I was most fucking scared, like this is probably the scariest thing I ever had to deal with as a cop. And uh, maybe you can relate to this. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to see that like, I'm normal, you're normal, this is normal. Acting like we don't get scared is bullshit and it's going to fuck you up. Okay. And I think that that's going to fuck you up in the long term because it's going to compound, especially if you're not talking about it freely with somebody. So there's my rant. Let me tell you my story. So it was this fucking guy. I remember him. He's dead now. But I got a call to go to this guy's house and he was on conditions. And so we go to this guy's house and I can't remember what the call was for. Some sort of disturbance, okay? Go to this guy's house and this guy had nothing behind his eyes. Nothing. Nothing. And that, and he, and I was there with one of my partners but I think he was, I think he was just off FTO, the guy I was with. And that does mean he couldn't fight because he could fight, but still, like, we weren't that big. Like, we're, he, I'm five, six, and he was like maybe five, fucking seven, or five, maybe five, eight, maybe, maybe. I don't even think so. And, and this guy's like fucking six foot something, nothing behind his eyes, tattooed up, starts telling us stories about how he's been in prison and he's not afraid to kill a cop. Okay. And like, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, so I'm going back and forth in my head because typically I wouldn't put up with that shit for a second. I'd be like, you know what? You just fucking threatened me. Fucking I'm loading your ass. Fuck you. But then I started doing the fucking pros and cons here. And I'm like, this guy's going to go for my gun. Like, I know it. He's going to either go for my gun. He's going to go for my partner's gun. Neither one of us are huge. This guy's fucking got nothing behind his eyes. Nothing behind his eyes. It was like one of the most scariest fucking things I've ever had to deal with because those people and like the thing is you guys he wasn't even on drugs he was just he didn't give a fuck he was just a bad dude and like and he had kids in the house and his wife I don't know where the fuck she was she was around somewhere but like just talking with him like I can just picture the conversation that I had with him that night and it scared me I'm like all right no, it was some bullshit disturbance. It wasn't like when I had to make an arrest on and I'm like, all right, fuck that. Like I'm not making an arrest right now because it is not worth fucking me getting killed, my partner getting killed or getting my ass handed to me severely. And he'd probably like fucking bury me in the backyard. Nobody would even know about it. Right. Like that's this guy. And I, I remember going home and talking to Adam about it that night and I'm being like, I've got to tell you, like 
this fucking guy was the first time I was like, I was shaking when I got back in my car. Like I was just from like all that, like adrenaline. I was like fucking shaking. I'm like, fuck dude. Like that guy, that guy could kill me and not even, he wouldn't even care. And, um, and I, I remember telling Adam about it, going home and being, and like, I talked a little bit with my partner about it, but like, I knew he was fucking shit in a brick too, but he, again, wasn't going to admit it to me. And, and I, I know, like, I know that like, hello, like we're police officers, right? Like you have to be this like persona and like part of the persona is definitely being, you know, tough and being the one that's going to handle all those shit. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. I totally get that. Like, but at the same time, like, I really think that we're forgetting that we're fucking humans here and that we have real fucking and real emotions and they matter and they fucking matter, you guys. And like, I know like when you come home, like your spouse is like probably got all these questions and like got their own fears and stuff. But like, just even if you only like confide in your spouse or you have someone or, you know, you need to just fucking be like, yeah, like. I get fucking scared. Like, true. What's up? Like, I'm fucking human. I get scared. But do I let the fear stop me? You know what I mean? And like, that's that's the second thing is like, do we become so afraid that we become, we are like paralyzed in our boots? No, no. Because if I was, I would have been dead a long fucking time ago and you would be too, you know? And that's not good backup. And, and you're not a good cop if that is what happens. You know, we know that we've seen those kinds of people and in the, especially in the military, you know what I mean? Like we cannot have those people fighting for us and fighting for our country. But what we can do is that we can really come together and know that it's okay to feel your fear and to feel afraid about shit. And it's real. And it's what makes you human and no, don't lose that part that makes you human. Okay. Sheep dog nation. Like I just, you know, I'm not going to lie about it. Like I get so fucking sick and tired of like, I go, I scroll through Instagram and of, you know, of course, like we're all kind of doing the same shit. Like we all use the same hashtags, then blue line, back the blue, then blue family. You know what I mean? Fucking whatever cops, law enforcement, all those hashtags. And like, so I'll scroll through and like, see what's up and like creep on y'all and be like, what's, what's my family doing? You know? And I just get so fucking sick and tired of seeing the same ones. Everyone's working out. Everyone's got these big ass muscles everyone's not afraid of shit. Everyone's fucking Batman, Superman, Superwoman, Batwoman, whatever. And I'm like, all right, I need some reality. Someone please bring me some motherfucking reality. Like reality, dude. Like what's real? What's real is, yeah, you work out. That's fucking good. But you don't, you may or may not have a fucking six pack. You may or may not fucking have fucking 12 fucking inch muscles <laughs> on your arms. Like, like, you know, you probably don't because I'm going to tell you like most of the cops that I fucking worked with, they didn't, they had none of that. Like, but th- that doesn't mean they weren't in fighting shape. And that doesn't mean that they couldn't fucking handle their own. And it doesn't mean that they weren't good cops. You know what I'm saying? But like, I just think that like, we're not, we're not shedding light on like true problems. And what's going on is especially in social media, like this is probably should be a whole topic. Like I'll talk about it another time, but like, especially like, you know, social media. So we're going to talk about this for a minute. You know how like in the, in like the workout and like the physique world that like social media, um, like can really cause people like shit on themselves because they fucking, because of like, 
like they see these like people with these bodies or whatever, whatever, you know, and, and they shit on themselves. They feel awful about themselves because they don't, you know, like they don't have a six pack or like they're not super, super thin or they're not jacked or they don't have a butt like hers or, you know what I mean? They don't have arms like him and whatever. And like, and then like, as like social media has like kind of exploded and especially on Instagram, like you know, we find people like getting super depressed or, about themselves or like we find people getting like really like hard on themselves because like they don't look like what they see on Instagram, right? Well, it's the same thing I believe in the police world because, you know, we have a lot of police officers and like agencies that are now cool with like officers like kind of creating their own brands online and which is really cool. Here's the problem, excuse my yawn, is that I just, I'm asking you how much of that is really real? How much? Because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> when I was on the road, did I take pictures of me working out? Yes. Okay. And do I think that, you know, I think it's important to like really inspire other officers to like, let's, let's take photos of us training on how to fight. Let's take like photos of us fighting, eating, fucking working out, fucking hanging out. And like reality, like what's real, like let's show like our lives and like show people like we're human and show other officers and inspire them. Like some people, like a lot of the newer cops, like think they need to fucking every single one of their days off, they need to be shooting their guns. They need to be fucking doing 10 mile runs. They need to spend hours in the gym. They need to watch all the cop shows. They need to be completely up on all the news. And like, it's going to burn you out so fast. And, but like, that's, what's kind of like being shown on social media all the time, right? Like you're either a cop or you're not (laughs) like, and it's like, you know, when like we obviously like all the photos of us in uniform blow up, but like the ones of us just being real, they're, they just, they're not as popular. And like, I just think that like, just take a minute to really fucking like, let that sink in for a minute, just because like, do we think that maybe because like we're really creating this persona of like what a cop is, even though we like, even though that's not what I, I mean, a cop is us. We're human. You know what I mean? And a cop is so many things, but like the first and you know, foremost, we're fucking human and we have emotions, all of them. And we feel all emotions. Cops just have to put a lot of those emotions in check for a while. But when they go fucking off duty, They need to feel those emotions because if not, you are going to become angry. You are going to become pissed off. You're going to become resentful. You're going to hate your supervisors. You're going to hate everyone you work with. You're going to hate your spouse. You're going to hate your fucking kids. You're going to fucking hate your families. You're going to hate all of your friends. And then what? Then you're going to go and you're going to grab alcohol. You're going to go, or what's worse is you're going to go fucking get pills and you're going to become addicted because you need to be numb. You need to numb the pain. And then what happens? You get fucking depressed because you can't numb the pain because the pain is just fucking so bad. Then what happens? I don't know. Maybe you go to fucking work and you're hungover, but you're like to that point where you're still drunk and you probably shouldn't be at work. You know what I'm saying? And then something bad happens. What happens is your mind is not clear. Your mind, your brain lacks clarity because you have been trying to numb it because you're fucking wicked upset because you're depressed. And then what fucking happens? Bad shit. You can't make good calls. You're making bad calls. Then, then it, the then it snowballs. Then you know you're getting in trouble with your supervisors, and everyone around you is noticing you're changing. And then you're getting pulled up in the fucking supervisor's office. And then what? Nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody wants to deal with that. And so then you're you're getting like super 
upset about that, right? And like, then what fucking happens? You know, I don't know. I don't know what happens. I mean, it could be a multitude of things, but that, that snowball effect, that's real. That's so fucking real. Sorry about my phone going off. Um, that is fucking real. And here's the deal, you guys. We need to stop it. And I think that we stop it by fucking, I really feel like we stop it by like ending this cycle. And we fucking, and we become real and we, and we show our emotions and we, on Instagram, like we show who we really are and we talk about these feelings and we go home and we talk to our spouses or our friends or whoever, and we're just fucking real. Dude, I had a call last night, scared the fucking shit out of me. Holy fuck. Right? Like that's real y'all. That's fucking real. So I just think that this could really fucking, if, if you can just get with me and you could just hear me out on the subject of, you know, we need to start feeling our feelings. I just really think it's gonna, it's gonna start a whole fucking new like movement in law enforcement and especially on social media and how, you know, how people perceive us because then you know, we obviously know that there's a divide, but people think we're robots and on duty, we kind of need to be, you know what I mean? But off duty, we don't need to be, and we are human and we need to not only show ourselves that we're humans and get that fucking in check, you know, especially if you want to save your fucking marriage and if you want to have a relationship with your kids, you know, because that's a huge problem in law enforcement and marriages and stuff. And I can tell you, I see it a lot in my own and I have to, you know, Adam and I have to have, we have a lot of conversations around it. Uh, it was on both sides when I was, you know, on duty too, is we just become short and numb, you know, numb to feeling anything between ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, and what I mean by that is like, you know, fucking things would happen that would send normal people right up and spin. And we would just be like, okay, that's, we don't give a shit. And like his family might get pissed off, you know, because I'm not feeling like upset about something or my family would get pissed off at him because like, he's not getting upset about something. And like our friends and families that like, couldn't understand, right? Like why, why is autumn or why is Adam like reacting like this? And, and it's just honestly, because we just got so numb, we just become so numb to fucking feeling things and feeling emotions. And so then you kind of do become like non-human and that is not good because your spouse needs your feelings. Like your family needs you to be human and they need your feelings, you know? And I just want to bring this to your awareness because honestly, I just don't think anybody else is. And I just think it's a conversation that we need to be having. I just see it so much. And like, I see a lot on social media and I start firsthand as a cop and every agency I worked for, but I think the survivors of law enforcement are real. You know, there's this, there's, um, there's a supervisor I had and I, I can tell you, and I, I'm sure that you know it. Okay. But there's this, like, there's not a whole lot of like amazing supervisors, right? And so when you have an amazing supervisor or you've had the opportunity to work for one, like that person, like will always be in your head, right? I had the opportunity to work for the supervisor who he actually recently just got promoted to chief. So congratulations, Chief Mills. That's fucking amazing. He, the thing about him is he's so fucking real that like he's not a robot. And like, you can just tell, like, 
he just like wasn't afraid to like just fucking level with you. I mean, the deputy chief, that's he was he was the major, which is the deputy chief's position. I mean, he come down, he would train with us and he would fucking like talk with us and like and have like um real like conversation too, you know? And and I just think that like having real conversation and like not looking to fuck you over, like that is priceless. Like when you were up in his office, like you better hide your, fu- your fucking shit together. You know what I mean? Closed doors. Like you need to have your shit together. But like, you know, if his office door was open, you were just going in there to shoot the shit or like, you know, like he was downstairs, you know, in the patrol room, just shooting the shit with us. Like, and he'd come in like every morning for briefing, like he'd come in and sh- just literally, he was just one of the guys. And like, he'd just pick on you. Like you were just one of the guys and it was awesome. And like, I just, I really feel like that doesn't happen. And Anyways, and so what I'm trying to say is like I feel like he's a survivor of law enforcement because he's just so fucking real and like his leadership of just showing the guys like why don't you just be human? Like you can fucking yeah, like that fucking sucked, man. Like let's let's talk about that. Like that fucking sucked. That call sucked. Like stop acting like it didn't fucking suck. Like you know, the fact that like we, you know, we had an officer involved shooting, like you know, the, the fact that that happened. Like that sucked. Like let's talk about that because not talking about it and not acting like it didn't happen, like, or acting like it didn't happen, like, that is going to fuck everyone up 10 times more than if, like, a supervisor is just like, okay, let's talk about this. You know, and I've had a couple of those supervisors. Well, I had another one after that. No, I had about two. Him and then at his same agency, there was another sergeant. He was fucking amazing. And he would, he talked to me about, like, real life stuff. And because I would always ask him about, like, his wife and, like, his spouse and, like, his kids and like how it was for him because I mean, he would, he, he worked all the time and like his schedule was a hard schedule. And like, he was, he's one of those guys that have been in the job for like 25 years. And so like, I wanted real fucking life answered shit, you know, like real life. Like what's, I need to know real life. Like how the fuck are you still married? And how do you have two kids that are happy and like want to hang out with you? You know? And like, he would talk to me about that shit. And I just think you guys, these are the conversations like we kind of need to be having, you know what I mean? Like we, and when you're at training, fucking yeah, man, like obviously it's all fucking, you know, guns and fucking egos there. Right. But like find some, find it within you to stop being such a dickhead to everybody. And like, if someone's showing a little emotion, why don't you fucking find your emotion and fucking be a human? Because that's, what's going to keep us together as a family. That's, what's going to keep us together as survivors of law enforcement And that's what I'm looking to do. You know, I'm looking to really fucking save lives. And, you know, I can't unfortunately go out and, you know, stop every cop killer before they fucking kill us. But as far as like, you know, the suicide rate, this is huge. Feel your fucking feelings. Feel your emotions. After all, you are human. I hope this episode meant something to you. It means a ton to me. If you liked it, if you made it all the way to the end, you're a fucking badass, obviously. But secondly, if you could just share this out, if you could please just take a moment, share this out, leave a comment, leave a review, and uh, help me spread the word because I can't do it on my own. And I guarantee you know somebody who could benefit from listening to this episode. If you are not following me on Instagram, I don't know why the fuck you're not come hang out with me at the lady sheepdog. Um, again, if you are a female or you know a female, cause I know a lot of y'all must know some female who's either on the job, could use some sisterhood or who fucking wants to get on the job. 
send her my way. Okay. Um, because the, what the lady sheepdog Academy, what I created. So first in the nation, I've never seen anything like it and we're already getting results and it's fucking amazing. Okay. All right. I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you again for being here. I'll talk to you later.